am full of joy. Who are you when you are choosing to experience the feeling of significance? I'm Candace Harper, Love Coach. My mission is to help professional, spiritual, and growth-driven women of color and culture reclaim our divine feminine power and attract loving relationships. A love life that loves you back. Whatever that means for you, my sister, you deserve it. We all deserve joyful, peaceful, abundant, fulfilling, and loving relationships. I have one, and I want you to have yours too. So come with me while we break cycles, move our trauma survival mechanisms out of the way, and truly understand ourselves and our worth. Share this show with your friends or write a review. Don't keep it a secret. We all need good love. Also, make sure to subscribe wherever you are watching or listening. All right, it's time to get started. Hello, my sweet darlings. Hello, it's another week. It's a holiday week when I'm recording this. Whenever you're listening to it, that could be at any time. So it's the beginning of the summer when I'm recording. So I'm excited. I'm excited for the sunshine. I'm just, I'm feeling myself today. I'm feeling my joy. I'm experiencing my joy. And today I want to talk about when we're feeling insignificant. Because just this week, I had a moment of feeling insignificant. You know, this menopause, ooh, child, it can it can do a number on you, all right? So your hormones go up and down, you get all kinds of feelings, you start thinking about your life, you start thinking about your existence, or at least that's my experience of it all. And so the idea of significance and insignificant has really played a role in what I've been thinking about this week. You know, am I really living into my purpose? Am I really taking advantage of my existence? You know, you start to get very existential when you're going through a life change. And even though a lot of you out there may or may not be going through that change, or maybe you've already gone through that change, if you're a woman listening, this is a good um, sort of thing to look at and focus on. Noticing when I feel significant or insignificant, what that means and how it affects my life, how it impacts my life. And the fact is there are laws to feeling insignificant. There are laws around it. Right. And I was very aware of those just this week when I was having that feeling. It's a feeling of upsetness. It's a feeling of doom. It's a feeling of hopelessness that can come over us sometimes. And I definitely was experiencing it. Uh, sometimes it's tied with clinical depression, which I have been diagnosed with before. I don't feel like I experience depression very much these days because I've done a lot of work on myself. I feel very healthy. I'm very much into self-care and eating the right things. But sometimes when I'm not eating the right things or if my hormone levels are a little crazy, I might go into a space of darkness, of hopelessness, a temporary space, a space that I remind myself is temporary. So it made me want to talk about this with you today. So here are some of the laws of feeling insignificant. If you're in a place of feeling insignificant right now, or if you've ever experienced it, you want to know these laws because it's going to be part of what supports you through it, right? So everyone feels insignificant in one way or another in different times in our lives. I don't care how 
amazing your career looks like it is or how successful everyone thinks that you are, that you look from the outside. I don't care how much money you have, how much money you don't have, who you are in this world. At some point, we all go through a phase of feeling insignificant. For some of us, it lasts longer than others. It depends on what we believe about society and what makes us significant that dictates how long we have that feeling. It's a, it's a matter of our beliefs around what's significant and what is insignificant. But we all experience it on some level or another, right? And also unconsciously spending time with other people who consistently feel insignificant will often make you feel it more. Now, what does that look like? That's not just people who you judge as insignificant. You know, if you're spending a lot of time with people, let's say, who don't aren't up to a whole lot in their life, or it looks like they're not up to a whole lot in their life, they don't care about career advancement and things like that. That's not necessarily spending time with people who are insignificant, maybe in your mind, but sometimes we spend time with people who have status, people who have a lot of success financially or have things that we think we want to have. So for those of you who are out there single and you want to be married and you're spending time with married women because they are married, believing that there's significance in that. And there's a lot of married women out there who feel very, very insignificant. But it's that consistent time spent with someone who feels in, in, insignificant that can actually have us feeling it even more because our interactions with that person will cause that. And so let's talk about this. You know, what are some of the ways that someone believes when they feel insignificant? So first, whatever we believe is true for us, right? Whatever you believe about your significance or your insignificance in any given moment, it's absolutely true for you because that's how you're gonna experience the world. If you choose to believe that you are insignificant, you will experience insignificance. If you choose to believe significance, you will experience significance. How we interpret our interactions with other people is controlled by our beliefs. Right, So the exact same thing that happens to you can happen to another person and whatever they believe about it is going to control their experience of it. Right, So when you're dealing with someone who, who consistently feels insignificant and it seems to you that they should feel significant or what they have should dictate that they are significant. So some people, when they believe they are insignificant, they lash out in covert ways, right? So they try to act very special by only talking about themselves and you know telling you about what they're up to. They don't care about what you're up to. They don't ask you any questions because they care about that facade of perfection, that facade of having everything, that, that facade of having figured it all out, right? There's no vulnerability in someone who feels insignificant because they really want to mask over that insignificance. They, uh, they value status over everything else. So there's nothing more telling about a feeling, a deep down feeling of insignificance than that need for status, that need for, you know, having the most expensive thing, looking expensive, smelling expensive. And that's not to say that you can't want those things. There's nothing wrong with any of those things. They're fantastic. But for some, that is exactly how they show their importance because they believe they don't have any importance beyond that. My importance exists with what I have or what I look like and how I present myself. So if you spend a lot of time with someone like that, you'll start to have that same sort of mentality of it's the things that make me significant, not the feeling that comes from inside. They compete with other people around status type things. If you've ever been with a group of people you know, particularly women, because I'm talking mainly to women, but I feel like men experience this as well, where there's a competition 
as to, you know, whatever it is, is the goal of the group, whatever it is that, that in the community people all desire. And when you get into those kinds of conversations, that's you're dealing with someone who's, who's feeling an insignificance and they need to be able to win in order to feel significant, right? They need for those external conditions to feel significant. And they judge. People who feel insignificant are very harsh judges of other people. You know, it's like misery loves company. I don't want anyone to look like they are doing better than me. I don't like it when someone looks like they're doing better than me. So I judge very harshly. I say, you know, not so nice things, or I try to make it look as though whatever it is that person has is not so great, right? Or I just, I'm judgmental all around. I can't celebrate anyone else's wins. I don't want to hear about anybody else's wins. I don't want to see those that I care about do very well. I, I judge what other people do. I used to have an auntie, she's since passed away. And she always had this thing around when people would have children. She hated for people to have children in the family. It was, a, you know, and she had one child her whole life and she was a very glamorous woman. And she always, you know, judged when women in the family would get pregnant. Now, granted, most of the women in my family have always been married. It's not like they were you know, getting pregnant single necessarily. I mean, it happens, but you know, it was always a harsh judgment as if you've done something wrong, right? So it's that, that feeling of that if someone's not doing what I think they should be doing, then they then I need to put them down. Or if someone's doing something that someone else might celebrate, if I feel insignificant, I can't be with that. I can't allow that. I can't allow the joy and the happiness that might come from someone having something that either I want or I feel like I don't want for whatever reason. Just as an example though, with my mom in particular, like my mom had a way of making me feel both significant and insignificant growing up and even into my adulthood. So she could crush me with criticism about my body, my hair, my clothes, or you know something that I've said that she didn't agree with. But then there was one time where I did, I used to do one uh, one woman show in uh, when I lived in New York City in the early 2000s. And she came and she brought uh, a couple of my aunties with her. And, you know, they came to the show. It was a cabaret room. And, you know, I did the whole show and it was about the women in my family. And I did the women in my family as characters. I sang songs. I did monologues and things like that. And at the end of the show, I asked my mom what she thought. And she just said, well, you know, I think that you hung the moon, which, you know, for Southern-ish people, that's a, their way of saying that I think that everything that you do is amazing. I think that you are, you know, you hung the moon, right? What's much bigger than that, except maybe hanging the sun. So that supported me feeling very significant. But here's the thing insignificance or significance, it's an inside job. So whether we experience either one relies on our agreement. So when you're with someone and you feel insignificant, there has to be a part of you that agrees and believes in your own insignificance. And if you're with someone and they and you feel significant, there has to be a part of you that agrees and believes in your own significance. And, you know, whether we feel that or not is up to us. It's an inside job. It's a choice that we make. So how does all of this pertain to your love life? Because, you know, we always got to bring it back around to love. We're trying to make love a priority, uh, just as high a priority as anything else we do. Whatever degrees you're out there getting, however your career is looking right now, however you've mended things with your family, you got your wardrobe together, you've Marie Kondoed your house. I don't care what it is. Anything you have at a high level, we want to have your love life just as high, just as high a priority, and just as joyful, and just as successful as every other area in your life, because it is the most 
most important area of your life. Now, don't get me wrong. Doesn't mean if you don't have a partner that you are somehow failing or that you don't understand it's the most important area of your life, but you have a love life whether or not you have a partner. And so we want to get clear about that. We always want to bring it back around to how does this affect your love life? Love is the most important thing in the world. Everything that we do, we do it ultimately for love. And whether that's because we want to break cycles in our family and save our family and be the most successful, you know, out of anyone, generations of our family so that we can pull other people up and, and start a legacy of, of wealth and security and stabi stability that's out of the want of love. Whether it's that we want to live into our purpose and, you know, uh, leave a legacy of just, you know, what we have done for our communities, whatever it might be, that's out of the need for love, the need for love and connection with ourselves and with other people. It's the most important thing. I can't stress it enough. So let's, how does it pertain to our love life? Believing in our own insignificance can have us doing some things in our love life and making some choices that ultimately when we look back, and trust me, I got just enough years to be looking back, to be able to look back at what the trajectory was, right? Believing in your own insignificance can have you over delaying motherhood when it's something that you really want. If it's not something you want, then it's not a big deal. But if it's something you really want, you can over delay it when you believe in your own insignificance. That I'm not important enough. That's not for me. I might not be able to get that thing that I want because so and so, you know, is able to have it. I'm not able to have it. I believe that I'm not I'm not enough for it right? It can have you making disastrous financial decisions. And I'm saying all of these things from my own experiences and also uh, client work, right? I work with women in communities all the time. So I get a lot of experience around having conversations around what it means to get to a certain point in your life and having not done things because you believed in your own insignificance. Like I look back in the career that I wanted to have as a as a performer, how much of it I either didn't take seriously or I didn't um, put myself out there in the way that I could have. I didn't practice like I could have. I did, And I'm not doing this to like coulda, shoulda, woulda all over myself. I don't believe in sh shoulding all over myself or all over yourself. But I'm saying this to say you want to be able to look back and say, if I believed in my significance, if I believed in my value in a situation, I would have made a different choice. And that's not to beat myself up. It's to be able to say going forward, I got to start believing in my significance. I got to start believing in my value. And particularly when I'm moving through my love life. And it can also, believing in your own insignificance can also have you settling for all the wrong people. Speaking of our love lives, right? And if you've ever been there, I've been there right? Where I settled for someone I had no business being with because I believed in my own insignificance. I believed that this was going to be all that I was going to be able to get deep down inside. If you would have asked me, I probably would have said, you know, no, that's not the case. But it, when I look back in hindsight, there was a part of me that said, you know what? Ignore all of these things that don't work. Don't worry about the core value alignment. Just be with that person because you know, you're getting to a certain age or, you know, you need to have a partner or you're not enough by yourself, whatever the story might be, right? It can also have you working hard to keep up appearances. Like I was talking about earlier that, you know, when you're with someone who has that need for status, always trying to keep up those perfect appearances, right? Valuing wealth over connection, so I think we're getting a little bit confused because everybody's an entrepreneur these, these days and there's nothing wrong with wanting to 
um, be financially sound. There's nothing wrong with wanting to have wealth and wanting to have nice things. But when we start to uh, forget that the important thing is love and connection, and that's the most important thing, the most important thing is to be self-expressed and putting out there your value and your goodness and what you can offer to the community without a sense of, I got to have money for it. Now, that's not to say everybody deserves value for value. They deserve a cycle of abundance. You know, money is an energy field. We should be exchanged. I don't have any problems with the exchange of money, but we get lost. We get lost in what is the priority and what is the important thing and what is the most important thing. The reason that we even want money in the first place, like I was saying earlier, is because ultimately we want love and connection. We want to be able to be free enough to do for the people that we love, to show up how we want to show up, to love ourselves. And we feel like often that money is the only way to do that. And so oftentimes we prioritize the love and the connection or the money over the love and connection. So that's another thing that comes from feeling insignificant. Like I am not enough without the wealth. I am not enough without the money. So we get stuck often on a status wheel and afraid to just be fully self-expressed. Like I was talking earlier, like just afraid to just be who I am, pursue what I want to, go for what I want to go for and be as big as I want to be on my own, right? I'm more concerned about what, you know, the people I hang out with are going to think or whether I'm too old for something or if it's going to be acceptable to others, you know, I'm concerned about my insignificance. So like I said, either way, whether to feel significant or insignificant is a choice we have to make moment by moment. So how do we make that choice? That's a beautiful question, darling. I'm so glad that you asked. All right. So sometimes it helps when we want to adjust a non-working belief about ourselves to ask ourselves, who am I when I am significant? So if I want to change a way that I believe, a way that I'm being that just isn't working, that isn't having me have what I want. The first thing I got to do is ask myself, who am I when I let go of the belief that I'm not enough and take on the belief that I am enough for all of it, that it is for me? Who do I get to be? So let's work around who am I when I'm significant? Who am I when I'm joyful? Who am I when I'm loving? Who am I when I'm powerful? Significance. Who am I when I feel insignificant first? When I feel insignificant, I am, and this is me, I'm speaking as myself. And I invite you to ask yourself the same question, especially if you are experiencing insignificance. And you might say, oh, Candace, I know who I am. This is what I'm feeling. I don't even want to get out of bed. You may feel like I, you know, but it, this is how we shift it. We actually get really conscious about it right? We actually write it down. We make a list. We make an, ourselves understand. We gain, gain clarity. We don't just, you know, just let it be a thought in our mind. So when I'm feeling insignificant, I'm judgmental and critical. I'm self-sabotaging uh, because I stop myself from showing up for life. So like I was talking about earlier, you know, things that I didn't show up for as in order to advance my entertainment career or you know, even the, I had many careers in my life, <laughs> but things that I just didn't try for, right? Because I stopped myself from showing up, the feeling of insignificance. Loneliness, loneliness comes from a feeling of insignificance. I'm not important enough to be connecting with anyone. That feeling of loneliness, I'm isolated because I feel insignificant. I'm not enough for what are, whatever interactions that I'm hoping I could have or that I'm wishing that I could have. And it's that wishing, that longing and feeling the lack and the without that has me identifying myself as lonely. 
dissatisfied and relying on addictions, right? So insignificant, when I feel insignificant, what makes me feel substantial? The freedom to be under the influence of some sort of addiction, taking control of, you know, with food, food, food addictions are all about control, right? I get to be in control of something. I get to be out of control, completely out of control and not thinking about it, depending on what my drug of choice might be, you know, whether it's gambling or shopping or drugs or, you know, whatever it might be impossible to connect with intimately. So when I'm feeling insignificant, when I'm when I'm believing in insignificant, my own insignificance, it's impossible to connect with me intimately because I'm too busy shaming what's not enough within me. I'm too busy telling myself a story that I'm not worthy of the connection. I'm not able to share myself because I have some story that I'm smaller than, I'm lesser than, right? Uh, depressed or anxious. And sometimes worse if it goes on too long, like we get sick, right? So depressed or depressed or anxious is already emotionally, mentally ill. But when we let that go on for too long, that starts to go into our body, our physiology. And so it becomes disease in our body. It becomes cancer. It becomes uh, digestive problems. It becomes all kinds of different things that, that started as a seed of depression or anxiety, started as a smaller than a seed of insignificance. I'm not important. I'm not valuable. I'm not worthy. Nervous, nervous all the time that my veneer is going to slip and that everyone will know that I really feel like a loser, that I feel insignificant, right? That's who I am when I am believing in insignificance, my own insignificance. Now, you want to ask yourself, who am I when I feel significant? What am I choosing? How am I being? What's my way of being when I believe in my own significance? When I believe that I have value, and let me please reiterate that it's not up to someone else whether you are insignificant or significant. Only you can choose that for yourself. It is an inside job. Someone else doesn't get to decide that for you. They may treat you with insignificance, which is just an expression of their own feelings of insignificance. And I'm not saying that it's it's easy to be faced with that, to be confronted with that. But when we have a visceral reaction to that, it's because it's triggering something within us. It's triggering our own belief in insignificance. It doesn't mean you're bad or wrong for feeling that way. We have a lot of reasons for why we feel that way sometimes. And like I said, we're all human. We all feel that way sometimes, but it's the awareness. It's the knowing. It's the understanding that I'm only feeling insignificant right now because I am agreeing with whatever on the outside of me is indicating that. I am taking on that belief. I am choosing to believe it. And I get to choose to believe in my own significance. I get to choose to make that decision. I get to give myself permission, sometimes in the face of absolutely no agreement. You know, as a woman of color, sometimes we are in the face of no agreement that we are significant. Sometimes we stand in the face of that, right? And it's still our job to understand profoundly and to believe in our own significance. Right. It's still our job. We can't always get there in a moment. No one's saying, you know, nobody's a light switch. But without the awareness that that's something that we can do, that that's something we have the power to do. And even when I like I said, just this week, I had some moments of insignificance, that feeling of insignificance. And I let myself feel it until 
I let myself get aware and started to ask myself, asking myself, who am I when I am significant? <clears throat> and I came up with this. When I'm significant, when I believe in my own significance, I generate happiness. I express my creativity. I release the need to be in control, but I also know how to take a real stand for things that, that are important to me, that align with me. I tell the truth. I'm authentic. When I believe in my own significance and how I feel is important, I tell the truth about it. And I don't need to hurt anyone or bash anybody over the head with it. I tell the truth and I am the truth. What you see is what you get, how I'm being, who I'm being, that's, that's it. That's it. <laughs> I don't have to diminish or puff myself up when I'm believing in my own significance. I, you know, I have a big personality in general, but that's a natural thing. There's a way that I can make it really over the top and there's a way that I can diminish it and make it really small depending on the audience. But when I'm believing in my own significance, I'm just who I am saying what I need to say, uh, interacting the way I want to interact. And that's it. Simple. Ready? I take care of my health. I look after my health when I'm in belief of my own significance. If I need to see the doctor, I see the doctor. I don't put things off. I don't ignore them. I don't act like it doesn't matter. I make sure I'm, you know, getting up and doing my four to five mile hike with my dog every day. I'm, you know, do my yoga, uh, on the schedule that I say I'm going to do it. I, you know, I do my best to eat well when I'm believing in my own significance. Doesn't mean I never have a cookie. Trust me. I can tell you I've had many cookies, which is also part of the reason I was feeling insignificant earlier this week. Right? So when I'm believing in my own significance, I share my gifts. I share what I have to give. I give my value. I give it away because I know there'll be more. I believe in my own significance. I believe in my own cycle of abundance, my creativity. I say yes to that which aligns with what is most important in my core. And I forgo the rest. I'll say that again. I say yes to that which aligns with what is most important in my core. And I forgo the rest. Even if society wouldn't agree. And that's who I am when I'm believing in my own significance. It's not who I am 100% of the time. I don't do any of those things perfectly. I don't expect myself to do any of them perfectly. But when I believe in my own significance, that's the behaviors, the actions, the ways of being that are dictated by my belief. We have to always remember that who we be is dictated by what we believe, what we believe about ourselves, what we believe about other people. And at any time, when we're feeling a way, we can observe it, become aware of it, and choose to feel a way that actually works. And believing in our own insignificance does not work for the things that we say that we want. When we say we want a loving relationship, when we say we want connection and intimacy, when we believe in our own insignificance, we keep ourselves from it. It doesn't work. It doesn't get us what we want. Doesn't make us bad people. Doesn't mean we don't have a reason. It just doesn't work, right? So just know that you have the power to believe in your own significance, even in the face of no, no agreement whatsoever. And that's it, my sweetheart. That's all I got for you this week. I got a lot more, but you know, I'm trying to keep these to a, to a limit, to a time limit, just so you'll watch the whole thing. And that's it, my sweetheart. Thank you so much for being with me. Until next time, keep being unapologetically lovable and give yourself grace. I love you so much, my sweetheart.